0: else. It doesn't just say guard your heart. Guard your heart above all else. What that means is, is that it is of greater importance than so many other things. But here's the thing. How many of you asked yourself this week, how is this decision going to affect my heart? I mean, I did a few times because I was working on the message. (laughs) But normally, I I don't think of that. You know what I think of? I think of, do I have time to get this done? Am I physically able to get this done? I want to share a secret with you. (laughs) There are a lot of things that you have time for and you can physically do that will be damaging to your heart. God shares this To open up your eyes to the fact that you need to ask yourself, how will this affect my heart? Guys, girls, you could take on another job. You, You might be physically able to take on another job or to add a few more hours. Get a little extra money. You know, to, to, to maybe buy that thing that you're looking at, or, or maybe to, you know, provide for your kids' schooling or, or, or whatever it is. But here's the thing can your heart handle it? Because I want to share something this morning. Even though you don't think about this, okay, and you don't ask your heart, you know, how, how's, or ask the Lord, how's this going to affect your heart, your heart will have its way. <laughs> Your heart will have its way. Here's what I mean by that. You can do the extra job. You can, you know, spend the extra hours chasing whatever it is you're chasing. And for a little while, you'll be okay. But eventually, your heart is going to cry out. And for some of you, that looks different than, than the others around you. For some of you, what happens is your heart shuts down. That's what my heart will do. My heart will shut down. And even though I'm going through the motions of things, it's down. Why? Because I haven't been guarding it. I haven't been giving my heart what it needs. I've been looking at all the other things. Oh, I want to go do that because of the uh, prestige it will give me. You know, I want to go do this because, you know, the extra money it'll give me. Whatever it is, and I don't look at the heart, and then I get to that place, my heart shuts down. What good is the other stuff when your heart is shut down? My heart doesn't always shut down. Sometimes it starts chasing other things. It's called medication. (laughs) I need to medicate my heart. Why? Because God doesn't give me all that I need? No. No. Because I'm chasing all the other stuff and I'm not listening to Him. So I want to share with you this morning, God wants to share with you to guard your heart above all else. It comes first and foremost. How important is it? Well, here's what it says afterwards. For it determines the course of your life. We get plans in our head. I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get this relationship. I'm going to accomplish this. We start mapping out our life. If you're not asking yourself how things are affecting your heart, all of that is going to fall away because your heart is not going to go along with it. Your heart is going to cry out when its needs are not met. But I want you to hear this. This is a good thing. God put your heart together like this. God put your heart together in such a way that it needs Him. He he did it on purpose so that you wouldn't get drawn away into these other things that don't feed your heart. But, But again, Even as someone, if you say, you know, I believe in Jesus, I follow Jesus, great. You've got to ask yourself, okay? As you go about your day, as you go about relationships, whatever it is, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, how will this affect my heart? Now, here's some good news. Some of it is right in the Word. Um, Hebrews 4.12, you hear this verse, lot around here, but I want to read it. It says this, for the word of God is alive, powerful, and sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Now, That was the New Living Translation. Um, New International Version, at the last part of that verse, says it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. One of the biggest things that you can do to guard your heart is to expose it continually to the Word of God. (laughs) Not so that you can accomplish things, or please God, or check it off the list. Expose your heart to the Word of God, because it's going to feed your heart, and it's going to show you the things that you might be allowing in, or things that might be pulling you away that are going to hurt you. That's why we want to continually expose ourselves, to the Word of God, because it is unbelievably convicting. I mean, when you hear the Word and your heart is soft enough to receive it, it is convicting. And it, com- it exposes, okay, that last part there, it exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. And that can be so hard. You know, not only can we fool other people of our intentions, I find that I can fool myself. Oh, I can. I mean, the the, the most ridiculous things. I've told you this stuff before. Things like, oh God, you know, help our church to grow. Why? Because I want to honor you, God. And God exposes some things in my heart. You know what it's really about? It's about It's about me. No, it's not about even people. It's about me, Edie. Come on, it's all about me. It's about me because I need an identity. I want to feel like I'm worth something. Because why? I'm not finding my identity and worth in Jesus. I'm finding it in ministry. We can do it with anything, anything, anything that appears good. But here's the thing: not only can we fool other people. Hear this: you can fool yourself. I fool myself all the time. And then I get to the Word and I read the Word and it's like a dagger sometimes into the heart. And it's like, oh, I, oh, I thought I was doing that for God. And He's showing me I've got some other motives. Now, now, here's the good thing about conviction. Conviction is not condemning. Okay, We heard about Shane talking about communion and Jesus. Conviction is about setting you free. It's not about beating you over the head and telling you what a bum you are. It's about telling you, hey, 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 that's not truth. That's deception. That's pulling you away. Cut that loose. Now, now, it talks about the word being a sword here for a reason because if you've ever used a sword, it's a little bit painful. If you've used a knife, you know, and you had to cut something out, it's a little bit painful, but it's worth it. You know, I've had to convince my kids several times to let me cut the splinter out of their finger. It might hurt a little bit, okay, but it's going to be well worth it, especially if they let it go, because what happens when you leave something foreign that doesn't belong? It brings infection. And that's what happens into our heart. And so one of the biggest things that we can do, okay, we want to ask God, God, how's, how are these things going to affect my heart? We need to go to the Word, but okay, here's one of the things. <laughs> Some of us are so busy with other things, we don't even have time to go to the Word. And then you're like, why does God feel so distant? Why, why am I in such turmoil? Well, where's the peace that I've been longing for? It's with God, okay? But right now, you're chasing after so many things. And it is why? It's because we don't trust in Him, okay? This, if we had time, we'd go more into chapter 4 of Hebrews here, and it talks all about the people not trusting in God, and they're not able to rest in Him. And that's where we get. Instead of trusting God for finances, okay? I'm going to pull another job, because, you know, i got to make things happen. Instead of trusting God for, you know, identity and all those things, we're chasing all these other things because we're, we're going to find fulfillment in all these other things. But but I, I want you to hear this, see? When you really trust God with your heart, here's what you can do. And chapter 4 speaks about this. You can rest. I'm not kidding you. You can rest. One of the things that our heart needs desperately is continual rest. I I, I talk about this all the time. You know, take time. Don't just jump out of bed. "Ah, I got to get to work. Get up early. I don't care if you're tired. You know what? I'm tired in the mornings. You know what I'll do? I'll stand up while I read. Because sometimes I'm so tired, if I sit down, I'll, I'll, I'll nod off. I'll get up early, even though I'm tired, and I'll stand up. Why? Because my heart needs some rest. My heart needs to have the phone away from me in the other room where I can't see the text. I can't hear the call. Sorry if you called. You know, I need those times. <laughs> My heart needs rest from people running in and saying, I need this. My heart needs rest from thinking about, I got to do this, this, and this. I need rest. Here's the crazy thing. When I get that rest and when I just go before the Lord, what happens is I can fulfill those other things so much better. Why? Because my heart is filled and my heart is not crying out and wanting to shut down or go medicate. I can actually engage with the things that are going on during my day. Why? Because I guarded my heart the way the Lord told me. You know, one of the things that I've talked about over and over that gets mocked, okay, by some of you, (laughs) I've talked about having a day a week where you rest your heart. Oh, that's Old Covenant Kirk well, you know what? This isn't about, again, pleasing God and checking something off your list. God wrote that because he created you and he knows your heart needs rest. I'm not trying to be a legalist. I'm trying to be a realist. And I'm telling you that if you don't have a day during the week where you're not like, I gotta get this done, I gotta get this done, I gotta get this done. If you don't have a day during the week where you just worship God and you look out over your place and all the things that aren't done and you say, I don't care, it's not happening today. And you just be? And you go out and you play ball with your kids like you don't normally do? You, you, you go and read a book to your kid like you don't normally do? I'm telling you, when you do those things, it is going to fill your heart. And I'm telling you that what's going to happen is you're actually going to get more done later on because your heart is full. And the other thing is this. You're not chasing all these other things. Because when you're chasing all these other things that God hasn't called you to, it is draining your heart over and over again. And there's good news. You don't have to live like that. You can have a heart that is full. You can have a heart that's peace. Am I saying life's easy? Never. (laughs) Never. Are you going to face trials? Absolutely. But, as one who has faced trials with a full heart and a heart that is just drained, I mean, there's no comparison. You can endure and you can grow and you can look to the Lord. But when your heart's drained, I, I mean... Surely I'm not the only person. When my heart gets drained, like the littlest things cause me to go, ah! You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you walk home and the doorknob is broke or something and it won't open and it's like the final straw. And you're ready to kick the door down. Is it really that big of a deal? No, because you've got more than one door on the house. You could go to the other door. But this is the final straw. That's not how you're intended to live. You don't have to live that way. So I just want to encourage you this morning. Begin to ask the Lord. Lord, how is this going to affect my heart? As you begin to guard your heart, here's what you can do. In Colossians, when it's talking about fathers... I want to go there real quick. It says this: Colossians and Ephesians both talk about. um, It says, "Fathers," verse uh, Colossians three twenty-one. Fathers do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. And if you look at different versions, it you know talks uses different words other than aggravate. But here's the thing that I find. When my heart's not in a good place, I don't care about your heart. I don't. It's only when my heart is in a good place that I begin to care about your heart and my kid's heart. So if you are not going to be a person who walks around wounding people in their heart, which, by the way, is way more damaging than the physical. It really is. If you are going to be a person who's not walking around wounding others in their heart, your heart must be full. No matter how bad you don't want to hurt other people's heart, you're going to if you're running around not taking care of your heart. God is giving you a way to take care of your heart. But you got to trust Him. you got to stop chasing everything on your own and trust Him. So I just want to invite you this morning to begin to live differently. Don't just ask yourself, can I do this physically? Do I have the time? How's this going to impact my heart, Lord? Go to his word, rest, seek him. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you, Lord, that it's not just words on a page, but Lord, we can commune with you. Lord, we can go to you and and speak your word and hear back from you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we have your word to know whether we're hearing from you or, or not, Lord. But I pray for our hearts, Lord. Because, and especially as fathers, this is one of those things we don't want to talk about. We got the tough guy syndrome. We don't want to talk about our heart. But our hearts will destroy us. Your word talks about that over and over. Our hearts will destroy us. But you, Lord have declared that for those of us who will ask, you will give a new heart. So I pray if there's one here who's never asked, who's never asked Jesus to be Lord, or that they would do that and that they would receive the new heart that you want to give them. And for those who haven't been guarding it, for whatever reason, and they've just been chasing other things, I pray that today, Lord, They would release those things that are draining their heart and taking their heart away from You. And they would simply, Lord, trust in You to heal their heart and to fill their heart because only You can do that. Lord, we love You. And it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen.